Welcome to Be the Salt podcast where we share the kindness and goodness of Jesus so you can experience the flavor and taste of heaven here on earth. I am your host Anu Varghese. This is season 1 of Be the Salt podcast. This season is called In the Potter's Hands. Everyone has a story, and in our story, we go through mountain tops and valleys. Our seasons of being in the valley, whatever it may be, illness, broken relationships, losing a loved one, struggling with mental illness, or life in itself, there is always a lesson we learn. There is always a part of us that will never be the same because of our experience. In this podcast, I want to introduce some real-life heroes who walked through their valleys. As they talk about their life lessons, together we are hoping to speak to your soul so you will not only endure a hard season, but you will sow, you will grow and thrive. So let's jump right in. Hi, welcome to Be the Salt podcast. Today's hero is Biju Anil. Biju is a dear friend of mine who came into my life unexpectedly a long time ago when I was back in San Diego. I had the privilege to help and assist Biju and her family in their transition to the United States and also had the privilege to work with her for a few um a year or so. Uh Biju is the mom of Aksa and Elijah and is married to Anil. Biju, welcome to the show. How are you today? Thank you so much. I'm doing well. Thank you for the grand introduction. <laughs> oh, you remember those days like it's been a long time. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm going to ask you just for um the audience to get to know you. I'm going to ask you some this or that questions. Is that okay? Yes, that's fine. Okay. So, cat dog. Summer or winter? Winter. Chinese food or Indian food? Indian food. Old Testament or New Testament? New Testament. Night owl or or early riser? Early riser. Apple or Android? Apple. Uh laundry or dishes? Dishes. Coffee with cream and sugar or black? Black. Online shopping or in-store shopping? Online shopping. TV or book? Book. Awesome. That was good. So let's get into it. So tell tell us about you. Who are you? Um what are your passions? Your relationship with Jesus? Just tell uh, tell us something about you. My name is Biju Anil. I was born and brought up in Andaman and Nicobar Islands. It's a place, islands that belongs to India, um, far away from the mainland, but closer to the Burma border. Oh wow! And about my passions, I like gardening. Huh? And about my relationship with God, with Jesus, I was born and brought up in a Pentecostal family. 
Mm-hmm. And so I grew up knowing God from a very young age, since I was born, I can say. Okay. Awesome. Um, so today, today we're going to talk about, I know you went through a hard season. Um, was it a few years ago? How long ago was that, Biju? It happened in 2018. Okay, so maybe like three years ago, you had approximately yes. You were diagnosed with a brain tumor, and you went through a really hard season during that time. So tell us something about that. Okay, to talk about it, when I was diagnosed, it was a shock because at that time I was trying, I was in school to be trying to become a nurse practitioner. Uh-huh. I was working as a nurse for almost uh, ten or fifteen years in the United States, and then. I did, was not able to go back to school. It, it was my dream to become a nurse practitioner. And uh-huh. then I couldn't because my kids were little at that time and my husband was in full-time school. So I never got a chance for myself to go back to school. So I was do, focusing on my studies. Uh-huh. And then the whole program was supposed to be two and a half years. About six months into the program, I was noticing that I was having some issues with my left leg and you know I was limping I had I did not have any pain or any other issues just that my leg was kind of numb and I was focused on going to school doing my clinicals and everything I never got a time or chance to go back to my doctor to just to investigate and see what exactly is going on with my leg mm-hmm. so finally what happened is I had to I had a sudden trip that I had to go to eat. India. When I went to India, my family noticed that I was limping a lot and that they understood that it's not a normal thing. And so they were kind of pushed me to go back to the doctor when I come back mm-hmm. from India. So when I came back, the first thing I did is I went and got myself checked out mm-hmm. just to find out why is this numbness not going away. And then they did an MRI of my brain, my whole mm-hmm. body. And then in the brain, they found that I have a tumor, mm-hmm. which came as a shock for me, not just me, my whole family. We couldn't believe. I mean, we have heard others have tumor, cancer and everything, but it's very hard for anyone to accept when it's not that it's you are getting the tumor or you are having the tumor. It's very hard to accept. And so I was completely broken. Mm-hmm. My husband and my two kids, we didn't know what else to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was a hard part for us. Mm-hmm. And then once we decided, I mean, we found that it's tumor, then we went back to the neurologist just to investigate and see what exactly is going on. So it was very quick, our decisions and everything. We did pray. Our church was with us. Everybody started a fasting prayer and a chain prayer. We all started praying. Mm -hmm. And then when we saw the neurologist, I mean, I can say I was in a haste to get rid of this tumor because all I was thinking is about a glioma or something, which Mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe, you know, I'm thinking maybe I will have six months to live. That's what was in my head at that time. I don't know why I thought like that, but I was just thinking my world is, everything has come to an end. Mm -hmm. And so we proceeded going forward with the, with the surgery and it was scheduled in the next four weeks. So mm-hmm. I did not go for a second opinion or anything because I just trusted God and just proceeded with the surgery, mm-hmm. not knowing what is going to happen next. Yeah. So I went for the surgery and then after the surgery came the biggest shock because 
where after the surgery, we realized that my whole left side got paralyzed and I am a different person. I'm not able to function like a normal person. So that came as a big shock, more than the tumor, I can say. I mean, the tumor came out, almost 90% is out. Mm-hmm. I was, we were all happy about it, but just the, the effect of removing that tumor was too much, too hard on me mm-hmm. and my family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the good thing is when we had the biopsy done for the tumor, it came out as a benign tumor. Oh, so right. it was not a glioma or anything. So that was a good, good thing, out, the outcome of the surgery. Yeah. Yeah, and then did you have to do a rehab after that? Uh, what yes, of course. After the surgery, I mean, my whole left side got paralyzed. My speech was affected. Uh-huh. I, I mean, everything was not the same as before. I mean, which was horrible. And then I had to start from the basic, like a child. Like I had to learn how to sit. I, le- I had to learn how to walk. I had to learn how to eat. I had to learn how to speak. So everything I had to start like a two-year-old child my son my brother had a daughter mm-hmm. at that time and then you know she was just born and she was learning to walk and I was saying okay me and Kezia will learn together how to walk and speak and yeah. do everything together so mm-hmm. that's how I became yeah and what is um how did the kids handle it how did Aksa and Elijah handle it the thing is they never said anything to us Mm-hmm. I know it was horrible for both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It definitely affected the studies and, you know, they didn't have, I don't know what they did, but it's after two years that she opened up to me and she was telling a lot of things. And then I felt that it was too hard for her to cope up or understand what exactly was going on. I mean, because she thought it was like a surgery where, you know, like a mommy is going for surgery. Because the day before the surgery, I cooked and cleaned and folded the laundry and I did everything for them. And the next day, mm-hmm. she was thinking like the tumor is out. She's going to get up and walk and come home and then resume like normal. Yeah. So for her to see me, the whole left side being paralyzed and she's not able to understand what I'm talking to her. Uh-huh. not able to understand what I'm saying was very hard for her. So yeah. she didn't cry at that time. Uh-huh. But when she reached home, she was just broken. And she said that she just cried to God and didn't know what to do. Yeah, I can only imagine. Um, so it, Biju, when you look back, if there is one big change that season of going through surgery and rehab, that brought in your life, what, what would that be? What would you say the big change that happened in your life? The changes, I would divide it into two. Like the thing is that before surgery, I was all focused about the tumor coming out. Mm. But it was after surgery that came a big challenge because now I'm dealing with the whole left side being paralyzed. I'm a different person. I cannot function like a normal person, like how I did for the last 40 years of my life. Mm-hmm. So it's a new body and new behavior that I have to do. And everything is new. So that was very difficult for me to, you know, and for me to cope up with. For the initial three weeks was terrible. I mean, I was just not ready to accept this new body, this new change at all. I mean, totally not going to accept that. I don't know. Every minute, I can say almost in the 24 hours, except the time that I was sleeping, I was crying the rest of the whole time. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I can imagine how hard that would be. But it sounded like you said your niece, you said you and uh, Kesia are going to learn to do it together. So it sounded like you strengthened yourself or you found courage or strength somewhere. So where was it? Where did you find that courage? Where were you with God at the time? How did you talk to Jesus? So my whole trust was in God because I because we prayed and then we went for the surgery. So mm-hmm. something to happen like this after surgery, I accepted that it was God's will for me to go through this because he wanted me to humble myself more in front of God because as a Christian, when I was growing up, I was having strong faith in Jesus. And yeah. then any I there was nothing denied by God to me. Anytime I pray something, mm-hmm. 100% I would get it. And so I was just, thinking that everything is going to be fine. So, But this surgery and the side effect of the surgery mm-hmm. made me realize that I know God will give you everything that you want, but he wants to be under in control. Mm-hmm. He has a reason for doing whatever happened in my life. Right. Because he wants me to humble before him. Mm-hmm. And were, were you able to reach at that point where um, you were really talking to God? Did you hear God at that time? Absolutely, yes, because I can say I was more closer to God after the surgery because I was not able to work. My focus was absolutely on God. And so I spent most of my day because I'm not able to do anything else. Yeah. So I was reading my Bible, praying, interceding for others. So my time for the whole day was spent reading the scriptures. And the more I read, mm-hmm. the more I came closer to God because God was speaking directly to me through the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounded like you completely depended on God that entire Absolutely, yeah. 100% I had to trust that, God. That is, that is an amazing testimony, Biju. Um, yes. So when you look back in retrospect, are there some things that you would have done differently during that season? Would you have changed anything? I'm thinking now when I think back about whatever happened, Mm-hmm. I just feel I was in a haste to do the surgery because all my thought was to get the tumor out of me. Yeah. But I think I should have waited, just trusted God more. I mean, I definitely prayed before I did anything. Mm-hmm. But I think I should have not just jumped into the surgery. I just have, should have waited and then maybe looked at for a second opinion, did a biopsy and gone a different route other than surgery. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking that would have been a better option in yeah. the surgery point of view. Right. Right. Uh, how about your spiritual, spiritual life? Spiritual, I trusted God and this happened for good because I'm more closer to God now. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Um, so um, here you, you, ta- you told me about you spend all of your time uh, praying and even interceding for others, right? Did you, you, yes. you said that that is amazing. Like even when you are going through a hard season like that. Um, so uh, when you look uh, within yourself, is there something that you're still working on within yourself that is a remnant of that season? Yes, I am. Because, you know, after the surgery happened, I became totally depressed. Mm-hmm. So it is only God that is actually helping me stay alive. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. go through it each day, you know, strengthen myself each day. Every day in the morning, it's a challenge for me to get up because I don't know what is going to happen this day. 
But then I pray, I know God is going to hold me and lead me. So it's my, that is the main thing that I'm experiencing is that I have God with me. That is my joy that I have. And praise God. Praise God. Did you have to go to a rehab center or you were at home at that time? No, I had to be at the rehab center. I like inpatient rehab center for three weeks uh-huh. to learn how to walk. And then, you know, mm-hmm. to use, try to use my left hand mm-hmm. and then how, learn how to speak again. Because I was not speaking correctly. Wow. wow. The words, I was not able to pronounce certain words and my voice was very... Shallow. I mean, I couldn't speak loudly. So mm-hmm. then they trained me how to speak loudly, trained me how to speak correctly. Mm-hmm. So a lot of changes went at that time. Mm-hmm. And how long did the whole process take? The rehab? It took almost a year. After three weeks in the rehab, and then I, they sent me home with the package of all the exercise that I need to do, and they sent me home. Mm-hmm. And then I was going as an outpatient for rehab mm-hmm. for almost a year. Yeah. Once I finished almost close to a year, I was pretty much able to walk on my own. Yeah. I still need a walking stick, but I, I'm able to walk and do things on my own. I was able to, you know, train myself to put my clothes on. Yeah. I was able to household chores, a lot of things, you know, through the rehab I learned to do. Mm-hmm. And once this all happened mm-hmm. and my time with interceding with God and praying, you know, that whole year, Mm-hmm. I was not thinking of going back to work at all. But then God spoke to me clearly through scriptures that if I don't have to sit at home, don't feel depressed, and that I will be able to find a job. And I couldn't believe it at all. My manager from where I was working mm-hmm. called me and said that, you know, I can try and go back to work. Because he saw me that I'm completely paralyzed on one side, but he still encouraged me. Maybe it was God working through him mm-hmm. to encourage me. Yeah. So anyway, I went and contacted my HR department just to let them know this is what happened to me and this is what I am right now. Mm. If they are willing, you know, I'm willing I'm willing to work. If they have an opening, they can let me know and I'm willing to work. And sure enough, in the next one week, I get a call from the HR that they have an opening for a GI nurse, mm-hmm. like a nurse advice, advice, like a triage nurse position. Mm-hmm. for me to work and so I was able to get back to work in exactly one year after my surgery exactly one year after my surgery God restored the position that I was taken away from so I started working as a registered nurse again mm, awesome. and that helped a lot because once you start working your 40 hours a week you are on the phone with the patients you're helping people who yeah. are in need you know, you have more concern and compassion for your patient. One, you yourself are going through difficulties. So I will, I'm able to encourage a lot of my patients because yeah. they talk to me. It's not just the treatment part, you know, just giving hope and, you know, that comfort. You know, it's a big, I, feel, I really feel joy when I do that. What I hear is that it's like therapy for you too, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I would say awesome. exactly that's what's happening because... When I talk to patients, it just gives me joy. I'm able to encourage them. People mm-hmm. who do not have hope, I'm able to give them hope. People who do not know Christ and want to know Christ, I'm able to talk to them about it. Yeah. Not openly, but at least I can mention, you know, when I see that they're crying over the phone and they're desperate for answers, they don't know why this is happening to their life. 
Mm-hmm. I don't go too much in detail what happened to me, but I give them hope in Christ. Oh, and wow. so many of them are, you know, the response is great. Like they all want to know more about Christ. They all want to. So what I do wow. is I try to plug them to one of the churches that is close to them. Mm-hmm. So wow. they will find comfort in Jesus. Yes. Wow. That is an amazing testimony, Biju. I am uh sitting here feeling goosebumps uh thinking about how god has redeemed the brokenness in your life to something totally alive right bringing joy and bringing hope and peace in other people's life that is such an amazing testimony when you look back sometimes we don't realize that how god uses our brokenness our um hard seasons that we went through for something new something amazing to redeem all of all of those days that that the enemy tried to push you down correct absolutely yes yes okay so i was thinking like you you said your church and your family was around you um and i know this church i was a part of that church and that's amazing people in that church um but when your village your family your people around you do you think is there something that you you uh wish that they did differently during that season you know actually i should i have no complaints about my church people because they are wonderful people mm-hmm. everybody stood by me when I, the minute i got diagnosed them till the till today oh, wow. they always are praying for me they always come visit Yeah. my home they pray for me they stood with my family because when i was in the rehab uh-huh. there was nobody to cook at home there was nobody to take care of the kids to school no one to sleep with them yeah they took turns to be with them wow wow yeah an amazing church in san diego yeah, i would never change anything about them yes yes if anyone is visiting san diego go visit them please <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what the is taste the taste of heaven is what they, anybody visiting here would experience. Amen. I I remember like 2 years ago we visited back, came back to church to see everybody. That was an amazing time that we had. Um what is one word of wisdom you would tell someone who is walking this path today, who is going through such a hard season and unable to accept what they are going through? You know, anything that happens in life is because, with the knowledge of Christ and so we just have to trust and yield to the will of god so Amen. don't take anything in your own hands don't feel different that why this happened to me you're wasting your time thinking why this happened to me you know just it happens because it was god's will and just we yield to that that's the only thing i would tell wow. anyone yes amen amen um so um any closing thoughts we do Yes, my most important that I want to tell everyone that's listening to this is that you know life can be happy, can be sad. It is we who have to choose whether we want to be happy or sad. Yeah. If you're trying to think take everything that happened in your life as a negative way, then yeah. we can spend our whole life crying about it. Yeah. But if we channel it to happiness and you know bring positivity, try to encourage others then you'll be always experiencing joy just trust god and just be joyful that's the only thing i can tell anyone trust god and be joyful that is that is a yes. great advice um biju would you pray would you pray for the listeners 
Um, and the, anyone who is listening who need a prayer, who need a redemption from such a season that they're walking through, pray for me, please. Heavenly Father, I thank you for giving this beautiful chance for me to give my testimony. God, I especially want to pray for the people who are listening to this podcast. There are many who are hurting in their hearts, Father God. You provide them comfort and peace, of the peace that no one can understand. God, only you can give, Father God. I especially want to pray for the people who are sick, anybody that is sick and listening to this podcast. God, I ask you to stretch out your arm and heal them completely. God, healing comes from you, Jesus. We believe that. I also especially want to pray for Anu this time, Father God. You see her ministries, God. Hallelujah. You help her to reach out to many and proclaim your name to many, Father God. You bless her ministry and honor her accordingly, Father God. I ask this prayer in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Biju. So, uh, listeners, today we were, B- Biju was sharing her experience of going through um, a brain tumor and a surgery, and a year after that, trying to learn like a little child, like a baby, back to uh, walking and talking and doing little things on her own and the pain that she went through. And even through that, we uh, we heard an amazing testimony of how God brings beauty from ashes. And um, Bidu is now sharing the love of Christ and giving hope to many patients and people that she talks to. And that is an amazing testimony. If it has not touched your heart and your soul, um, then I don't know because it touched me. And Bidu, I'm really, really thankful to what you're doing, thankful to God, to what he has done in your life. And you are now showing up an ext- as an extension of heaven to where you are placed. And that is an amazing testimony. Thank you for touching my heart. Thank you for touching everyone who is listening. And Biju's advice today is to trust God and be joyful because God is in control of everything that happens in your life. Thank you, Biju. Thank you once again and have a rest, great rest of the evening. Take care. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next hero on Be The Salt podcast. Please rate and review the podcast. Also, like our Facebook page, Be The Salt, and follow us on IG at Be The Salt. If you would like to be a guest in one of the episodes to share your story, please reach out to me on any of the above platforms. See you next time.